Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? So, Sean, this is our first episode. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we start off from the start? What is marketing automation? Um, that is a good question. Um, when I think about automation, um, really, market, automation didn't start in marketing, right? It started, I think, the earliest things that I think. When I think about automation, I think of manufacturing. Hmm. And really what automation is in manufacturing, it's the reuse of labor. It's getting machines to do some of the uh, things that uh, are manual activities for people. Right. And uh, uh, because before in manufacturing, people were physically building everything and optimizing a process with with uh, uh, with with muscles and <laughs> and uh, along comes automation. And it was really about getting machines to do the uh, do the heavy lifting and the repetitive things so that people could uh, optimize and think of their brain, use their brains as opposed to the muscle. Same thing mm-hmm. in marketing automation is marketing automation is really uh, using tools to uh, reuse labor. And one of the side benefits in manufacturing as well as in, in marketing is actually being able to uh, analyze and optimize the process because of the information that is uh, produced by an automation system, both in manufacturing and marketing. Yeah, so I think uh, like that hits definitely on the on the automation side of it, and uh, and how it uh, how it helps reduce some of the labor around it. Um, what would you say some of the biggest benefits of uh, of like a real real world benefits that you see from marketing automation? Yeah, and the, the uh, it's really being able to uh, one is optimize process so that uh, if you're doing marketing activities that uh, you can do the labor once. I think the biggest one is operational effectiveness or optimizing operations. Uh, the second one is, is, and I think this is a huge one, is because you're using this uh, this tool set for doing the labor, uh, being able to actually uh, transform the the base data into information that be, can be consumed by the marketer, understanding what's working and what's not. Yeah, um, you, you mentioned what's what's working, what's not. I think the uh, the the big thing I get out of, and it's it's because market automation has to have all these uh, all these inputs and outputs. Uh, the thing that I get out of it that's that's the most crucial early on is understanding what's working. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of good website analytics packages uh, do an okay job of this right now, but the problem is that because they're anonymous and uh, you don't you don't get to differentiate between you know person one that filled out the website form and, and they're just kicking the tires so to speak of, of the business and person two who is a multi-million dollar lead because you don't differentiate between those in, in website analytics and they're typically anonymous you don't get to see what marketing's actually bringing in the best leads and uh and try to replicate that it makes it very difficult when that stuff gets uh hidden from you yeah, agreed. And I think that it's really, if we think about what we're trying to optimize, we're trying to optimize and accelerate buyer journeys. And uh, um, this has not really changed at any time. You know, it's people buying, right? It's individual people buying. If it was a case that there was robots running around our website and uh, and uh, clicking things and, and buying, uh, yes, <laughs> pure anonymous data aggregation would be, would be very useful, but the reality is it's people. Uh, 
And that's exactly what's missing when you're just take, looking at uh, uh, marketing from a statistics point of view. And the idea of having a marketing automation system, it's being able to capture and get full attribution on every single touch point of a buyer journey and being able to make the connection between the individual touch points and the actual people who are making those touch points. So, uh, you know, we can think about, you know, uh, uh, the two types of data, one type of data being uh, metadata or um, uh, demographic data. Uh, this is typically used by folks that are really heavy into statistics, but uh, being able to take transactional behavioral data, which a map is very good, marketing automation system, also known as a map, is very good at doing, is capturing the behaviors of the individuals. And uh, if you can capture the behaviors of the actual people and uh, 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 analyze uh, this process, then you know, it's fantastic for those uh, those people that are looking to optimize and accelerate those journeys. What's stopping this person? What's what is uh, getting in the way of this person purchasing? That type of information is is typically easily accessible in a marketing automation system. Yeah, I think that uh, one of the things you mentioned there was was getting that user journey for a person. I think that is so super compelling. Um, you know, j- just seeing that a thousand people go to your website a month is is not super interesting. Seeing that fifty uh, percent of them bounce, or thirty percent of them bounce, or seventy percent of them uh, bounce is not super interesting. Seeing how Bob, the the million dollar lead, got into your company looked at this page, looked at your case studies page, went to the contact us, went to the phone number, called the phone number. Uh, I think that part is uh, is very compelling because it's talking about a real person. And like, really, that there's uh, there's only so many of those those visitors to a website that are even important. A lot of them are um, looking for information. They're too, too far up the funnel. They're, too, they're not even in your funnel. They're not even your customers. And uh, and seeing what real prospects do is is just so compelling, and, and getting that story is uh, so interesting to user journeys to doing uh, you know quote unquote like real marketing, right? Yeah, and it's um, it's a case that uh, uh, Prado's principle. You know, 80% of our revenue comes from 20% of our leads, right? Or 80% of our revenue comes from 20% of our visitors. Uh, 80% of our, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really being able to see which, which people are moving the needle and then, uh, seeing what's holding back them or what types of another one is, is uh, what's holding them back, uh, so that you can accelerate. The next piece is really just think about the day-to-day work that you do as a as a marketer, right? And uh, uh, arguably, a um, marketer, uh, their job is to accelerate and move the needle. And there's two pieces to that. One is, you know, 8% of the, <laughs> the real results are coming from 20% of the activities. What are you doing for the other uh, 80% of the time, right? You're doing administrivia, you're doing labor. You know, like I, I think about uh, uh, webinars, you know, as an agency, we were doing tons of webinars and we do lots of webinars today. And it is a ton of labor, right? There is, you know, four landing pages, 15 emails, 20 social posts, there's paid ads, there's all of this stuff that is uh, needs to be uh, executed to do a, a webinar uh, effectively. But really, what's what changes from one webinar to the next? It's really just who's presenting the pitch and the mugshot. Why are we doing all this other labor to to execute this one marketing campaign? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and similar to uh, to webinars would be events, right? <clears throat> you're gonna have a you're gonna have an event at your office. You're gonna invite some of your best customers there. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be a list that you're that you're gonna reach out to. There's going to be reminders that you need to send out. Um, and really, I mean, if if you can get if you can get customers on on events uh, using event marketing, uh, then why not do it often? And why not do it to its best completion? Why not take all the best approaches? Don't forget that reminder email that goes out the day before or two hours before whatever your event needs. Uh, make sure that you get that consistency. And it's just it's painful trying to get uh, people to operate like robots and do a che- do like do event marketing off a checklist. Hey, did you make sure to send this email? Did you make sure to send this email? Did you make sure? And you know, some people are geared that way and <laughs> and would love <laughs> that kind of work. But really, like, why? Like, make the email. Put the best practices in that email. If you if you don't know what the best practices are, test them. A B split test them against your your audience and and see what the best practices are, and then just do that every time instead of putting this on someone's list, making them make the checklist, making them recreate that email and copy paste, uh, you know, until, until they die <laughs> as, yeah. as their job, right? Yeah, I know when uh, in the webinar example or trade shows is another one. Uh, I know when we were doing webinars, if we had to spend, you know, uh, 20, 30 hours uh, to get all the marketing material, there's going to be mistakes made. That's that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, if it's a case that you have this massive checklist and it's all this labor that needs to be done, uh, you really don't have time to uh, make it better, right? Okay, we've got to run through all this stuff and get it done. Okay, whew, yes, that one's out the door. Whereas when we do webinars, you know, we we actually spend, you know, it takes us about two hours to fully market a webinar and we actually get to spend a bit of time being creative. Hey, what if we put a logo on the person's seat or, or put their uh, their name right on a chair? You know, let's do some personalization here. Oh, what about an after sales survey? What about an SMS? Or my-? We have taught discussions like this when we do a webinar promotion because we have time to do it is the reality. Yeah, that's it's always the uh, it's always the push and the shove in in marketing is unlimited asks, limited resources. There's always crazy ideas that uh, sales is bringing up to marketing. <laughs> it seems, or you know, uh, a VP or CEO has always got some more ideas, and and uh, you know, time's limited, and you need to you need to use your time effectively. And I think uh, you know, copying and pasting is, is not effective use of time. You got to be more creative. You've, you've got to put in those creative flourishes. Like, like you mentioned there, the, the logos or the after, after surveys, right? Yeah. And I think a thing that, uh, all marketers face is that there are, uh, there's two, um, if we think about, uh, who's got to win, right? There's the buyer or the prospects got to win. We've got to make sure that the uh, the journey is, ex- we're adding lots of value to the person who's going through the buyer journey. Uh, there's definitely the creative people that have to be successful to uh, uh, inside the organization. So they stay and they love their jobs, et cetera. But there's also another constituent that is uh, extremely important and uh, is the who's paying for this this show, 
right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a case that uh, so there's always this uh, this this constituent, whether it's a client that's paying you to do the execution, or it's you're using marketing uh, budget and you have to argue for the marketing budget uh, reporting, right? It's a case being able to communicate effectively the results of the marketing activities. One, it's great for a marketer to understand and optimize, but the reality is uh, somebody's going to want to know uh, what you do with the money, right? And uh, what's the impact to the business that uh, this marketing stuff that you're doing, or that you've taken this budget from me and, and executed on, where's the results? And I think uh, one of the nice things about uh, a marketing automation system is that it's very easy to uh, get the results and communicate the results to the, uh, to the external constituents. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a heartbreaking, uh, sentence to hear. We're just not seeing the results. We're just not seeing, you know, it all looks great. Um, and, and I mean, like ideas and, and creativity will, will, will get you the sale sometimes and will get you the customer and, and, and hold them off for a little bit, but they'll always come back to, Man, this is a, this is something I'm paying a lot of money for. Am I getting anything out of this? Am I getting what I expected? Am I getting something that that was unexpected? Um, and how do I know it's true? And I think, yeah, like like you mentioned there, marketing automation does a great job of uh, of tracking that stuff and and showing where the results are and what's truly working. I mean, a lot in a lot of organizations, they're doing a whole bunch of marketing that's and spending a lot of marketing budget on stuff that does not matter. And if you were to stop it today. It would not have an impact on the number of leads they got in or the amount of business that they got. Yeah. So being able to uh, uh, stop the hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging is, I think, what it is, is being able to, you know, uh, definitively say uh, this marketing spend uh, uh, produced this much impact on the bottom line. This marketing spend did absolutely nothing. So we should, uh, we should stop doing it, uh, is a huge value to the business. And definitely if you are as a marketer able to communicate that and, uh, have the evidence to back up your, your, your arguments as opposed to just gut feel, uh, uh, one is that, uh, definitely I see promotions. Two is I see trust, right? The big thing is trust. And as a uh, as a marketer, whether you're marketing for somebody else uh, as uh, as a client or you're marketing uh, as part of a marketing team, um, there's always going to be these questions that uh, well, you know, it's uh, so how, why do you conclude this uh, or where did this come from? And if you come can't come up with the real answers that is are evidence based, uh, the trust is going to be lost. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an erosion of trust. And definitely, I think, <laughs> you know, if we've got marketers listening to this, I, I bet they've got some marketing thing that they're handed off that uh, that they still have to do that they know doesn't work. And they know they're spending money and time on something that's just a holdover or just something that the boss loves that that they would love to kill. And they just need the evidence to be able to to shoot it and and, <laughs> and move on with life <laughs> and do something else, right? <laughs> because uh, yeah, there's always there's always more marketing that can be done. There's always uh, a, a new channel to explore. There's always a new concept that uh, uh, you know that that could be tested. And you can't get to that stuff if you don't uh, stop doing the stuff that's not working. Yeah, and the things that's over like I've been using. Uh, 
marketing automation for for many many years well before the word marketing automation were actually two words that were used together and i think one of the uh the the side benefits of it that you really don't it's uh, hard to put your finger on until you've seen it is the surprises right uh what i mean by surprises is that uncovering a uh, a path or a journey or an optimization, you're like, wow, that actually came from that. Let's go dive in and see if we can accelerate that. And uh, all of a sudden, something grows and ex- expands because of this discovery that could never have been done if you didn't have the data or the uh, an accurate view of what's going on. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> It's it's why like one of the first things I love to do with a client is to dive into their analytics, web analytics to start with, um, but then market automation analytics once it's in place, because um, the web analytics will tell me some interesting things about channels and, and channel effectiveness. The marketing automation will tell me more about the channel effectiveness and more about uh, really the full user journey. Because, you know, you look at, uh, at nine clients' uh, website analytics and they'll say, you know, it'll look like 80% of your, your conversions, your leads are coming from the first visit. It's, <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> it looks like it. It's like, oh, yeah, these, these guys are just coming out of nowhere. 80% of your customers just come out of nowhere and they, they fill out the form. But it's, it's, it's not true for most of those customers. They've actually seen your stuff somewhere else. They've seen they've they've seen an email from you. They saw you at a trade show. They uh, uh, clicked on your ad uh, uh, two weeks ago, but they just didn't fill out the form back then. And and all that nuance around how complex a sale is uh, isn't shown with website analytics typically because they're anonymous and because you you know you don't uh, you don't get that that real attribution because they're just measuring one thing, which is the website. They don't measure all the other uh, marketing channels that you're into. And uh, yeah, it's super interesting to, uh, to be able to dive into that. Yeah. So I think that uh, uh, back to the, the, the question is what is marketing automation? It's really in my mind, it's a set of tools that are used to apply pressure to a population of people to uh, create, I think in many cases, sales ready leads or to accelerate uh, buyer journeys and to uh, uh, accelerate uh, or give enable those people that have had happy purchases to uh, give them a, a soapbox to, to go tell their friends about it. So, and being able to measure uh, the results of every single path, that's uh, every touch point that happens in that uh, high funnel all the way through to brand advocacy. Awesome. Yeah. That one to many conversation that you have with many singular uh, people through the marketing sales and post-sale process, not just stopping at when it gets to sales, actually working with those people afterwards, working with sales and uh, automating out these, uh, these one-to-many conversations. Yes. And, um, and the end result for the, uh, the end, you like, if we think about digital marketing, I think one of the biggest challenges that uh, uh, we face as digital marketers is, is really building trust. 
right? It's uh, unlike a brick and mortar store if we're, if, or even in the old, old days when we're doing trade shows, uh, you go up and see this booth and uh, you know that they spend money or you see a store, it's real. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, difficult to fake it. You know, um, my mom built a website over, over the holidays and uh, did a pretty good job. Uh, the point of the story is that it's fairly easy to 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 fake it, and it's really uh, buyer uh, buy. It isn't just show me; it's prove it is what people are expecting with digital marketing. And as marketers, we spend a lot of time eroding that trust. How do we erode trust? Inconsistent messaging, inconsistent response times, inconsistent branding, uh, all of this, or even inconsistent messaging from different visits or different touch points. All of these things erode the trust. And what a marketing automation system does is it allows us to have better control over the response times, have tighter control over over the branding. And if you're using things like adaptive content, uh, having better control over the messaging throughout the entire journey. Yeah, I think uh, uh, on, on that erosion of trust uh, using stats that uh, that the customer doesn't care about. You mentioned, yeah, like the the tangibility of uh, of traditional marketing. You you get a a rink board at an NHL game, and you can see it on TV, and and you know it's there. Uh, you buy a, a PPC ad, and uh, that's that's not a real thing. So being able to report back to a, a stakeholder, yeah, you know those PPC ads. Yeah, I know you don't really understand the concept of them. They're they're digital and all that kind of thing, but. They brought in these customers. These customers that we got in uh, over the last month all came from this uh, this newfangled uh, uh, Google Ads campaign that we're running that you don't really understand. So I think it helps uh, bridge that uh, that gap and tell more about how this new stuff. Uh, I'm putting like bunny ears around it because we've <laughs> we've been doing Google Ads campaigns for you know. 10, 15 years now, um, this new stuff is uh, is really helping the business and is becoming uh, a, a super critical part of many businesses' success. Thanks for listening this week. If you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast, send them the link activedemand.com forward slash podcast. We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.